good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. And welcome to episode 239 of the Dave's I Know podcast. Um, we have our regular crew here. Uh, MJ, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I've made some couscous tabule earlier that I just chowed down and, and then roasted some chicken and vegetables. Excellent. What, what was that ethnic dish? Could you repeat that? Are you not familiar with tabule? Salad? <laughs> I just like the way you say it. Tabuli? In my family, we say it Midwestern, tabuli. Tabuli? Yeah. yeah okay. All so right. I'm and here. Yeah, Jess is here also. And uh, we have a very a very special guest. Uh, Jess's brother, Josh, is in town. Josh is here. He's going to uh, tell us all about Minnesota United, right? <laughs> and he's, he came over special just for us. Right. Josh was actually at, so we, we talked about the Portland game last year, the playoff game, just went to Portland for the playoff game and, and her brother, Josh was actually there, went to the game with her. So what was your, maybe lean into the mic and let us know about your first ever Minnesota United experience, well, especially with your sister there. <laughs> well, it, uh, it was fun. Um, the Don't game lie. didn't go away, of course. Uh, he remembers that much. Yeah, we had the at least the one ref out there who just couldn't seem to find his cards. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about all I remember, though. <laughs> so, so, so you're saying you're pretty high for, before the game kicked off? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to, to do Portland is uh, when I was out there in January. So I went in Rome. Much, yeah, high the the entire the entire time. So um, you may as well. It's it's legal. Right, right. And I definitely did not bring any of that back to Minnesota. No sorry. <laughs> because that is not that. legal. Nope. It's a federal it's a federal offense. Um, so all right. Well, well, thanks for joining us, Josh. We we appreciate you uh letting us borrow your sister for an hour here or so. Um <laughs> an hour. Uh but Let's talk about the uh, the game that just happened. Um, it was last to. night. We have to briefly. I don't want to spend honestly, guys. I really don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Um, right, because I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry tonight. Austin won. Minnesota United zero. Uh, we lined up. At, we kind of talked a little bit about this last week. Potentially lining up in a four three three, based off Heath comments from the week before. And lo and behold, we lined up in a four three three. Um, Joseph Rosales uh, and Kamar Lawrence got their first starts. Uh, Lawrence on the left, which moved Abasi back into the central uh, defense, and then Rosales on the left-hand side. Um, and, you know, I, this is something I always forget about when we play in the 4-3-3 is that we've never – I think we, we've played – I think we've won one game playing in a 4-3-3, or like 1-11, like 1-10-1 or something like that with 10 losses in the 4-3-3. Um, 
it was pretty pretty self-evident by the way that Austin uh, was playing their 4-3-3 because they also line up in a 4-3-3 as well. Um, how much better coach they are at this particular um, game strategy and how poor Minnesota is coached at this particular game strategy. So the only thing I'll say about the first half, and then we can just really honestly jump to the second half is Will Trap picked up another yellow card inside 10 minutes. Uh, this is his fourth yellow card of the season. Um, the next one he missed, he has to, he'll have to miss the next game. Uh, and he, this is literally the, the week after he had said that he needs to stop picking up early yellow cards because it puts him in a bad position. And what does he do? He loses the ball um, in midfield, tries to make a tackle to get it back, and just cleats a dude. So, I don't know. The first half was just absolute garbage from both teams. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on the first half. Otherwise, we can skip to the second half. My only thought is that if you're going to say, hey, the 4-3-3 worked well against Seattle, let's start that on the road and reward Rosales by bringing him back. Then why don't you have Bongi up front and why aren't you playing the same front three, the same middle three as last time? Why are you putting different, you know, Reynoso on the left? And, you know, that makes no sense to me. It worked well for 20 minutes against Seattle. And when Seattle already had a lead, when when Seattle already had a lead and they were tired in game states. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, the first half really doesn't uh, deserve any consideration. Both teams played like shit. Um, I did the first it on FUBU. So I was watching the FS1 broadcast of the game with Alexi Lawless. And I don't know the British, UK-ish accented gent. Uh, John Strong and Taylor uh, Taylor Twelman. Twelman were the two companies. Law- Law- Lawless and Rob Stone were in the, um, in the, in the studio. Oh, okay. So Rob Stone, I think it was, was like saying like, you gotta want to play, you know, 90 minutes of a game and be a professional. You and I, Alexi, you know, we did it back in the day and we put in our time and I just don't get the the feeling that these two teams want to, you know, put in the the day's work today. Um, I felt the same way, but I liked that he was like, made it a snub, like, hey, Alexi, we're old timers together. Let's put down the new generation while we're at it. Well, that, that's actually, I think that's Warren Barton, MJ. Does that yes, sound? Warren Barton yeah. would have been the, the, the salty the guy. Uh, gray the salty haired. Brit? Yeah. yeah, that's Warren Barton. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny Warren because... Barton. It's funny because, uh, yeah, they're, they weren't wrong. Um, that's, that's for sure. So, okay, well, let's jump to the second half so we can get rid of this god-awful game. Uh, again, nothing really happens until the 58th minute when uh, Maxi Arruti... Um, gets murdered uh, on the pitch in in a, in the box. Uh, miraculously oh, yeah. recovers, and uh, much like Jesus, he's you know uh, um, resurrects himself and scores a right uh, right footed side volley uh, off a cross back in the box in the 58th minute. It was really outside, there's what there was one there was one good Austin uh, uh, attempt in a little bit. We'll talk about, but that was pretty much it. So um, for Austin, so yeah, they score in the 50th minute, go up one nothing. And he would like that smile. I just wanted to slap it off his face, his little Yerudi face. I was yelling at the pitch or at the TV at the Iron Door Pub. <laughs> I was yelling, get up, get up, you fucker, get up. 
And meanwhile, my friend and he Cody, does have a man bun. Let's admit he does have a man bun, and he was on the ground. My friend Cody realizes what's happening. That Trap is also yelling at him to get up. In fact, three loons yelled at him to get up, and then realized that he was getting up and getting the ball. And Cody was like, "No, don't get up! Don't get up!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it and, was crazy. Well, I am slow and behind the play. My friend Cody better anticipating. He's with the play. He's seeing everything. I'm several moments behind. And it was just, no, no, no. The Lazarus play. Play dad, get back up. I don't know how you could even time that purposefully. Oh, he did. He was was trying to to draw a penalty. Um, But I mean, like, to jump up in time to do anything useful. I think he saw the guy. I think he saw that the uh, they still controlled the ball, and there's about to be a cross back into the box, and so he popped up and miraculously not not murdered anymore. Um, yeah. So. Station to the cross. Right, isn't that coming? That's coming up. Oh yeah, it's Easter's next weekend, so perfect timing. Um, that that uh, shout out to Wes. That was a spiff on spin on one of his tweets that I found <laughs> most delightful. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was actually at the Blackout watching the game with Wes and Bruce, and it was not, it was not fun. Uh, 67th minute, uh, Minnesota realizes that their shit's not working. Uh, they oh, bring weird. in uh, Frank Payne for Rosales, uh, O'Neill Fisher for Kamar Lawrence on the left, uh, and Metnier comes in for Will Trapp. Um, that pushes Dotson back into the midfield and uh, pushes Minnesota back into their regular 4-2-3-1 uh, formation. Um, after this point, the Teams started to play a little bit better. Uh, there was at least some more opportunities. Uh, but in the 77th minute, uh, uh, Dane St. Clair has to come off his line. And we should, I should also point out, like, that goal from Rudy, there was nothing that Dane St. Clair could no, do. No, uh, no. There was, Dane, that one was definitely not Dane, on him. No. Uh, in, the, in the 77th minute, he has to come off his line to make a to make a save, to get really big, which he does, makes a save. Um, ball bounces back out to an Austin uh, player um, who kind of tries to chip Dane. And Michael Boxall. Um, amazingly has a, a really great oh header God. off the line for a clearance. That was um, like God-like. Saves <sighs> Minnesota's saves Minnesota's ass uh, once again. Uh, he also had a, uh, should have had probably a red card in uh, in this game. Oh, yeah. No. On a, Body uh, slam. On a, on a uh, 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 cross into the box uh, or a, a corner. Um, surprised the VAR did not take a look at that one, but, you know. Hey, their can't own. make them. <laughs> Yeah, this was this was a judo move where you're using the opponent's momentum against them, and that's completely on the other guy. If the other guy wasn't running so hard at Boxall, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have fallen like that. So this yeah. is not a red card, maybe yellow card offense, but he did a clever duck, at Boxall. They were more like clever duck under and a little shove. It definitely should have been a penalty. Let's put it that way. So yeah, we got lucky. Uh, all right, in the 80th minute, we finally get Adrian Unu, who comes on for Amaria, and uh, Bongi comes on for Robin Lud. Uh, and again, you know, Minnesota plays fairly well for the last 10 minutes of the game, but by that point, the game was so already yeah. out of hand. So, I don't know, is there anything from the second half uh, that you guys wanted to highlight that I missed there? It was, again, it was, this was just a really depressing, depressing match. Well, I thought it was, we saw Unu and Frank Payne, Almond Dream Cream Supreme, 
on, you know, both get playing time um, in the second half. Uh, and we know Unu's been on the shit list, right? He's uh, on Heath out, Heath, Heath out list. <laughs> um, I, I was surprised to see him at all. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly, I don't know. Clearly nothing, actually, honestly, because everything's a fog. Yes. Who the fuck knows with Adrian Heath? Um, we'll talk. Uh, so this maybe is a, a good opportunity to jump into some, you know, some of the um, bigger picture stuff. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if you guys saw Cal Williams, uh, the announcer for number one. Shout out to Cal. I saw him at the uh, Minnesota Twins home opener on uh, on Friday. Um I didn't say hi because I was chasing my child around, but um, he was there with uh, with some buddies, so that was you know pretty nice. I know he lives downtown, so it's probably just an easy walk for him. Uh, but he mentioned on his uh, on Twitter today that he thinks that Reynoso should be benched and Unu should play with Amaria um, with Unu as the ten, basically in a, in a sort of a a four two three one, but maybe more like a four four two um, system. So if the the guy who's paid by the team to talk well about the team is complaining about Reynoso, um, we may have some problems. <laughs> with what's, Reynoso. what's what's what? Well, what's the pro- what is this problem? Oh, Reynoso's hot trash right now. He's been hot what? trash all season. Well, so. right, right, right. Okay, fair. He, he is he is trying well, to Reynoso is trying to feed Amaria too directly. He's not using Lude Bongi or Fragapani or anything outside to try to make the opposing team respect our width. In fact, we're not playing wide well at all. No. And so we're playing very direct. Trap also is trying to hit Amaria or Reynoso, like just very towards the net, very up the middle, um, not dribbling or passing to the outside and making the opposing team uh, stretch width-wise. And so it's just, it's a shit show because we're very predictable. We're playing very direct. It's really easy to defend and very hard for us to score goals and very easy for the other team to defend to prevent us from scoring goals. Yeah, well, somebody's got to give service to somebody is all I'm saying. (laughs) We got to, and and like maybe connecting passes for more than like one go. Yeah, we, it was actually funny. We were, that, uh, you mentioned that just because we were, Wes and I, and me and Bruce were talking and um, we're trying to figure out, this is probably 25 minutes into the game. We're like, have they ever actually completed two forward passes in a row? <laughs> and they hadn't at that point. We, we, no. we were counting. It wasn't until like the 40th minute where we finally completed two uh, forward passes in a row. Um, it like was like a drinking game. Oh, you would have been fucking annihilated if that was the case uh, on Sunday. Well, we certainly um, felt fucking annihilated on Sunday regardless. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, to the point about Ray, his set. So, he, yeah, he's, to your point, MJ, that's right. He's trying to play Amaria too directly. He doesn't trust, he clearly doesn't trust uh, either Lude or, or whoever's on the left right now. Um, Which is Yeah. And then, you know, I think maybe, you know, it's hard to say, is, is he, does he miss Metonier, um being able to feed him, mm-hmm. um, which I think might be, might be an issue. I do. So hopefully Metonier coming back helps a little bit, but he's also, his set pieces are terrible. 
Um, he keeps giving the ball away on, on those passes, which are, you know, trying to be direct, but he's, he's overpassing or he's underpassing. And then he's dribbling too. He's just dribbling right into defenders um, because yeah, he's but- trying to take too many people on and do everything himself. Yes. Oh. The, uh, the Darwin Quintero disease. Oh no. Where it's like, Oh, for us to be successful, I just need to beat three or four, four dudes. And, and I can do it once in a while. And then shoot or or pass once. Not pass, pass back to me, pass again, pass back to me. Oh, we spread them wide. Now look, Amaria's open in the middle. That should he did be have our game plan. But yeah. He's he's dribbling way too much. Uh I always say, you know, from a room ball perspective, and granted, like I don't have anybody on my team that's a Reynoso, but like if I did, it would be like <laughs> you know, beat two people, then look to pass. And it doesn't matter that pass is backwards to the side, further away from the net, close to the net. You beat two people and you're looking to pass. Like on my team, I always say, look for, beat one person and then look to pass. Cause that's all really all I can do. Yeah, he did He did have a, a, a one decent uh, give and go with Robin Lude on the, the very first shot of the game, which is again, in the 25th minute, um, mm-hmm. which is terrible. But other than that, he's been, he's been bad. So I don't know what's, so what do we think? What I mean what what needs to happen? Like Reynoso, this team, you know, clearly has lived and died with Reynoso, and and you know, it's been a lot more death uh, recently than than living. Um, do so. So I mean, it's just two questions. What would you do with Reynoso? Would you drop him um, for for Unu or for somebody else? Um, would you? And then what do you think Heath does? Because uh, I think those are two. Very different questions. Different answers and different questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, I think you need to, I think there's no player above the team. Um, You know, Mo Salah um, gets dropped on occasion if he's not playing well or or gets subbed off. Um, I know, I know Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, was dropped from the the Manchester United's team uh, recently or taken off at halftime because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. So uh, a rapist. Um, So the uh, I don't think any team any player should be above the team. I mean, obviously, Reynoso is when he's on, he's the best player on the team, and when he is off, he still might be the best player on the team. Um, right. but I think you need. I think you need. I think you need to at least sit him for a half and just say, "Listen, you know, we need to try something new." Um, now, whether Heath will do that, I I sincerely doubt it. Um, but you know, we didn't think he would ever roll out a four three three again, and and you know what? That's exactly what he did uh, uh, on Sunday. So who knows? dreams really do come true. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts? Yes. Go ahead. I do. <laughs> um, I think if it's me, I I'd say bench Ray and try some other opening strategies the next couple games. If he gets nervous, as Andrews want to do, he could always, you know sub out a forward and put Ray on, but I think we got to try other things because Ray trying, whether he's being instructed to try to do everything himself, regardless, that's what we're seeing on the pitch. I I say we got to take him out of the equation, troubleshoot, and then see about putting him back in. MJ? I think everybody would prefer by everybody, I, I shouldn't say everybody. Most Luton's fans want to see us try a 4-4-2 with Unu and Amaria up top together 
and Unu as a second striker. I would rather see someone like uh, Justin McMaster sub in at the 10 to see if we can play Heath's 4-2-3-1 and try to use some of our depth and our youth and just see what happens. And, you know, he can always do something that he's never done, and that is make a sub in the 30th minute. Let's say McMaster isn't cutting it. You know, you want to put Reynoso in at the 30th minute. Yeah, well, we, well, we tried it, you know. Right. At least um, try. I don't think Keith is going to do either the four four two or trying some of our depth pieces in at number 10 at all. I think he's going to start Reynoso at, at the 10 and probably reverts to the four two three one because we're at home. Mm-hmm. and thinks that because we're at home, not only will Ray play better, but everyone will play better. I feel like Inchi's just waiting for Ray to be Ray again. Like, oh, maybe this is the match. <laughs> like, that's not. I don't think that's wrong. I think that is pretty much exactly it. Um, you know, well, there you go. players go through, just like, you know, players go through rough patches, just like everybody else does. I mean, there's, there's obviously, like, if you're having a bad few days at work, um, you're not it's not broadcast to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, so right. got to keep that in mind too. So, I mean, really hope well, that he I, figures it out. I think isolating Reynoso himself too can, can tell us something. It may have nothing to do with Ray himself, right? It could be every other piece that we're trying to fix in our lineup. Like, yeah, it, but it would become, you know, Okay, if we really go to all shit, like worse than we already are in the next game, put Ray back on. What's the worst it could do? We can't, you know, we can lose again. Right. All right. Well, let's wrap up this game with our uh, with our Freddie Adus. Um, I'll start first. So I had uh, Kervin Ariaga for my good Freddie Adu. Um, I thought he played a, a really good game, really solid um, as the sixth. Uh, I would like to like to see him take some, um, especially since we've been talking about Ray and his deficiencies so far this season. I would like to see Kervin Ariaga take some set pieces. Actually, um, he's looked really good for, with Honduras when he's done that. So I think hopefully maybe next game or Ariaga is able to step up and take a, a few set pieces. Uh, maybe not corners, but um, definitely from you know from outside the box. <clears throat> and then my shitty Freddie do is <clears throat> is Ray. Um, it, he just he was just so bad in this game. It was it was just painful to watch, and I. Uh, again, I, I honestly think he needs to, he needs to take a seat for at least a half and, and, um, do you think ego try, is try part get of the problem? I don't, I don't think ego, um, cause I don't, I, I don't think ego is about like him trying to do too much. I just think he doesn't trust his teammates. Uh, and so therefore right. he, yeah, thinks he, feels he, like he, every, yeah. he thinks he needs to do everything. Um, and maybe like I said, maybe getting, when Metnir came back, came into the game, they looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when and it was Metnir's, so good to see him. <laughs> when Metnir's not in in the lineup, um, teams don't have to really respect because I mean Dotson is not a, a great crosser of the ball, so they don't have to respect that. He's playing that, that in the one. center, in the center, in the center. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Teams don't have to respect when we have our full complement of players and and playing in the correct positions. We have more teams can. They mostly want to focus on Ray, but they don't. They need to think about other things too. Mm-hmm. When, when we have Dotson on the right, you know, as a right back, they don't need to worry about crosses coming in from the right, really. Um, no. And they can focus more of their attention on Ray. So, you know, part of it, I think, is yeah. There's they can 
when we have more options, but that, all things considered, like we still have some good attacking talent on this team. The fact that no one can, can pick up the mantle when Ray is being, you know, marked out of a game is really uh, frustrating and getting to the point now where we, I think we have a large enough sample size to see that this attack has some major, major deficiencies right now. And they need to figure the fuck, figure the shit the fuck out as soon as possible. So. ASAP. Uh, yep. MJ, who do you have for your, for your Freddie Adu's? My good Freddie Adu is uh, Michael Boxall, mainly for the duck under lift and sh- lift and push. You know, um, <laughs> I, I just really really appreciated that um, when someone was really really being a jerk. I mean, they were hounding him from behind, and you know he gets a, a judo escape out of the out of the deal. I I have a lot of respect for that. Um, also for the header off off the back line. My shitty Freddie Adu goes to Will Trap. Again, I just expect a lot from this guy. I've seen how good he can play. I've seen how good his passes can be. I can I see how good dribbling and field vision he has for the whole width of the pitch, not just a beeline to Reynoso or a beeline to Amaria. I, I've seen him play well. I know it's a big transition not having Ozzy handle maybe some of the more defensive organizational things and being that leader but i've seen will trap be a good vocal leader for this team too so something needs to happen where whatever's going on with him kind of like reynoso like he needs to realize his potential because i i like will trap playing for this team but if you're going to be captain you need to bring your a game and the last two games he hasn't done that I, f- I forgot with Will Trap too, is that <clears throat> because he picked up that yellow card early in the game, he couldn't really um, attack the the guy. I can't remember, I'm not blanking on the name of the guy who crossed the ball. He couldn't really attack him. <clears throat> and so, because he didn't want to get a second yellow card. So he's had to play, once he, you know, gets that first yellow card, he has to play more timid um, and more reactive um, instead of proactive, which, you know, allows more teams, allows the, Allowed Seattle, definitely allowed Austin to, you know, to take more control of the midfield. So those early yellow cards are just absolutely killing Minnesota and specifically Will Trap and his ability to to be a more defensive uh, midfielder for sure. And that's on Will Trap, right? That's on Will Trap's decision making. Yeah. On him thinking he can get to balls and then coming in late and studying a guy, you know, reckless tackle. But I'll tell you what's not on Will Trap. And that is after you get an early yellow card, you have depth at this position now. You have Dotson, Ariaga, you have uh, DeCorey Hayes, you have Rosales. You can put other midfielders in so that that don't have yellow cards. You can do that. You can make this up and put someone in who doesn't have a yellow card, and they can be aggressive. That's, That's not a fair a point. Hashtag Keith out. Uh, all right, Jess, uh, who do you have for your for your Freddie Adu's. I'll be honest. The first, I was just going to adu my Ethan Finley because it was good to see him. Once a loon, always a loon in my heart. And he's still number 13, which I appreciated. And um, I, I, thought it was particularly interesting in the within the first few minutes of the match um 
I can't remember which player of ours it was, but um, we basically flopped in front of Finley and Finley was just like not having it. Like I didn't touch you. Like I, I think it was on Maria actually. So. I thought it was. Um, and I, I just was like, yeah, outclass them, Finley. Outclass them. Yeah, don't fucking fuck around with that nonsense on the fucking flop bullshit. But then, so that that was going to be my only ado, True Blue. But then I watched the highlights again, and I remembered Boxy's super great header um, when... Dane was out of the goal in the 77th minute. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, that's a that's a good ado as well. So those two, two good ados per that's, one per team. That's fair. All right. Now it's for now it's time for our uh the segment that's blowing up on the internet, Jess's postman right. hot or not, <laughs> hot or not review. So yeah. uh take it away, take take it away, Jess. Um, you guys, I can't even tell you how my DMs are blowing up. It's really, it's really incredible. I can't keep up. So if you, uh, if you've messaged me in the last three weeks and I haven't gotten back to you yet, it's, yeah, I'm still working through my inbox. Okay. Okay. So I have a new category this week. Luke Warm. Maximiliano Yerudi. I always hate a goal by the opposition just a little bit more when they have a man bun, right? It just like, it's like, it's like my fingernails on a chalkboard. Um, but like his, his uh, Lazarus goal was, uh, I mean, I can't say it wasn't hot. So man bun is cold, but that performance was begrudgingly hot. So, hot. Dean Udu and Creamy Dreamy Almond Supreme both get playing time in the match. Hot. Especially Udu. And I heard on the Twittosphere that the Blackheart uh, blew up when Unu got subbed in, as it should It did. Be. It did, yes, 100%. <laughs> um, I hope this is Heath reconsidering. I really do. Like, like, maybe he's gotten a reprieve from the leper colony. Um, not. So losing 1-0. But not just losing. We hate losing. But losing a game that we half-assed, like squandered the first three-fourths of, and then we decided like, oh, maybe we should turn it on in the last fourth of the game. And I was like, oh, good try, y'all. You're getting the spirit of the thing, but it's now 90 minutes and too late. So I, I just felt like it felt like a bigger loss than 1-0. And that's not hot. Finally, I wrap up this segment and this match with a hot for Brad Stuver. He had a really interesting five o'clock shadow slash greasy bowl cut look going on uh, this match. I, now I am always 
a fan of the five o'clock shadow look, um, but it's it's a look. I am not a fan of the five o'clock shadow in in reality, just theoretically from afar, aesthetically. Anyway, but then I think he just like needs a haircut right now. It's just a little long on top. And I feel it was like an accident, but it was hotter than I would generally feel comfortable admitting. But I am nothing if not earnest in our hot or not segment, dear listeners. Um, Brad Stuber is uh, not, not only, you know, he's a you know, relatively good looking man. He's also super uh, awesome in social justice causes. Um, he's done a lot of work for LGBTQ folks in uh, Texas. He also is a huge Harry Potter fan and has a Harry Potter tattoo, uh, which was uh, divulged to the dark clouds last year by his uh, by his wife. <laughs> um, and where so, is that <clears throat> tattoo? We were we were not told <clears throat> if I remember correctly, um, but uh, but we did. It was funny because we did ch chant at him the entire time last year at, at the Minnesota uh, game about his Harry Potter, Harry Potter love and Harry Potter tattoos. I uh, bet <clears throat> where it is if he's House Slytherin. Yeah, I'm not sure what house what house he's in, but he definitely has a Harry Potter tattoo. I'm awesome. going somewhere else completely. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he just he embraces it. I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, embrace your nerd shit. You that's do you. Totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, MJ, Minnesota United uh, FC two got their first ever win on Friday. Woohoo! They went out to Salt Lake and played the fake monarchs. Uh, I call them the fake monarchs because there is nothing royal about Salt Lake City. Even if you're a Mormon, there's there's nothing. Last I heard, Mormons wild. don't have a monarchy. Last yeah. I heard. No. Uh, no, they all the all the royal Jesus, Jesus is king. Yes, all the royal. Oh right, 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 right. There's all that. The real, the real, the royal Spanish aspects of Salt Lake is fake. It's just all fake. So I fake monarch was too. just real. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Salt Lake Isn't is real. The monarchy, the monarchy is fake. Um, well, don't get confused. So, uh, Fake Monarchs 2, MN2FC 3, they played a 4-4-2. I want to know how Heath felt about Cameron Knowles throwing out a different formation than he normally would throw out. But I liked it. That put Tani Oluwaseyi up top with our normal number 10, Aziel Jackson, and then Madonka and Kibanguchi in the center midfield. In the first half, there's a corner kick. UA makes a great corner kick into the box. Kibanguchi on the far side with the header. And then shortly after, when playing out the back goes wrong, there's a turnover. UA gets the steal, passes to Aziel Jackson. He goes in and scores, and we're up 2-0 at halftime. It, it, start of the second half, the fake Monarchs score very early, so it's 2-1. But then in the 75th, 71st minute, Diego Pacheco comes in for Emmanuel UA, and five minutes later, he scores, and we're back up to 3-1. The fake Monarchs get a goal in the 90th minute. Who cares? The doubloons get 
their first win. I feel like we should call them Loon Squared. Great, another nickname that that uh, enters. It would keep I it already... much clearer than N. You get all the way through all the letters M N U F C, and then you have, there's the two, right? I don't. I'm kept waiting way too long in that uh, should, moniker. It, it should be the Minnesota Minnesota Tunited, or the yes! the Tunes. Um, yeah, all much all much better than M N U F C two. Anything but, really. Um, but I, I like I like I like Marth Allers, uh calling the doubloons uh, as well. So uh, then they they play again this Sunday, uh, April seventeenth, one p.m. at Allianz Field. Uh, Be there. Yep. Be cool. Crapids, Crapids two is going to be conveniently versus Crapids two because I think that yeah, Crapids, the Crapids. are coming into town, and that way any players that they maybe have on the sub list that don't get in they can just say oh yeah we'll we'll play you on crapids too now assuming that they're on the roster in time um which we learned about from last week so right um say what what did we yeah, they need to be on the roster 48 hours before but you could be on both rosters it's it's weird it, it's, it's 24 it's, hours before the last business day right it's 24 I, hours before I, the friday i don't know probably yeah so but it, it's True. it's it's MOS. The, the rules are weird. <clears throat> okay, but like, Ichi doesn't know how to play like our starting 11. Okay. That's he why we have Cameron Knowles. I just don't understand why we need two of anything. I'm done. That's why that's what we have Cameron Knowles. Yeah. So that, well, so he, this he is. Uh, Just I don't I don't think we're ever going to convince you that this is a good thing, but this is actually a good thing. So, um, okay. Just, I am. Um, I'll just put my sweet summer child voice away and um, just, yeah, just roll with it. Uh, all right. Okay, fine. It's, it's a thing. Other United news. Uh, Michael Boxall was named to team of the week uh, uh, bench, um, which is Duh. great. Again, he should have made the thing. That amazing takedown. And then a, uh, a corner, a corner clean. There, if you could, there was actually, I was, just, I can't remember who I was listening to. Um, maybe it was like MLS spaces after the game. But they were like legitimately like you could make an argument that um, Michael Boxer was the man of the match in in a loss just for how much shit that he did <clears throat> for Minnesota. So mm-hmm. keep that you know for what you will. Uh, and then finally, the Generation Adidas Cup, which is a big uh, a big tournament <clears throat> that happens, I believe it's down in Frisco, Texas, at the FC Dallas facilities. Uh, it's a a big tournament that draws teams from all over the world. I believe there's like ten different countries represented. Um, including like teams from, like Man United, um, uh, teams from Spain and Italy, and and uh, uh, I'm not sure if there's any teams from France, but there's teams and teams from South America. These are all U15 and U17 teams. Minnesota mm. sent uh, teams in both divisions. <clears throat> uh, the U15 team finished in uh, so all teams are guaranteed three matches. So it's basically kind of like a mini World Cup um, in that you oh. have you have a group you have a group you play everybody in your group once. Um, and then there's a knockout round afterwards. So the U15 team ended in with two points uh, in fourth place. So fourth in their group, unfortunately. Um, they started off the, the tournament with a 1-1 draw with Man United. Um, that Man United, uh, which they won in penalties, 3-1. <clears throat> but then they their next two matches were a 1-0 loss to the crew uh, under 15 team and a 3-1 loss to the uh, San Jose Earthquakes under 15 team. So they are eliminated from the tournament uh, the U17 team, though, is in second place right now, tied with Manchester United um, 
on six points. They are in second place. They had 1-0 victories over the Chicago Fire and the Orla- in Orlando City. Uh, and then they play Man United this morning at 11 a.m. If you're listening to this podcast like in the morning, um, it's, it's going to be live streamed on MLS Twitch and YouTube if you want to watch uh, the U17 uh, Minnesota or gener- uh, yeah Development Academy, well, not really Academy, Development Program teams. And if they win that one, they are guaranteed to go into the knockout. I, I think it's only the top teams to go to the knockout round. Um, so if it'd be kind of cool if both Minnesota teams beat Man United teams uh, in uh, in the tournament. So that'd be really awesome. So if you listen to this in the morning, 11 a.m. to watch the match. Otherwise, yeah, you should be able to see. We'll, we'll know uh, probably by tomorrow afternoon whether they're in the knockout rounds or not. That will take place uh, over the course of the next, uh, I think, starting on the 13th, I believe, for the for the knockout rounds. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, U.S. Open Cup, we have some Woo! news. The Loons drew the Mingos uh, in Madison uh, for the next round of the Open Cup. Uh, Mingos beat um, FC Cleveland in, in Madison uh, last week uh, pretty handily. Uh, tickets are on sale now. The game's going to be taking place on Wednesday, uh, the 420. So smoke them if you got them. Why did they have to pick a Wednesday? I wish so badly <clears throat> it worked. Yeah, so it's because it's a because it's a it's a open cup game. So those those always take place during the week. Uh, game will kick but. off at six p.m. <clears throat> Tickets are on sale now, uh, both through Ford Madison or you can buy them through the Wonderwall um, for the uh, Minnesota supporters section. They are working. The Wonderwall is working on a. They're trying to get a bus together for the match. Um, bus would leave uh, St. Paul around noon, uh, and then would leave Madison uh, about thirty minutes after the uh, after the final whistle. Um, so probably we'll get you back into the Twin Cities by, you know, 1231, assuming everything goes pretty well. <clears throat> so if you're interested in going, uh, keep an eye on the the, the Wonderwall um, Twitter. I'm sure all the other SGs will be uh, tweeting it out as well. They haven't officially signed off on the bus yet because they just need to make sure that they can um, get enough people. And so if you want to go, um, I think I, I bought a ticket. I'm I'm planning on going. But I need to figure out some some stuff before I commit to it. Um, but I'm thinking I might I might even just just drive down myself just because I can go a lot faster than a bus. Uh, right <laughs> there and back. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, if I don't go, let me. If I'll, I'll let, definitely let people know here, and if like, someone can buy my ticket for me. But um, it should be fun. Madison is a, is a fun uh, fun city. The Fort Madison, the flock is really cool. Um, there's some, a couple other really good supporter groups down there. There's And they're just really cool, fun people who love soccer. Um, so definitely, if you can go, I would highly recommend. And if, especially if you want to take the bus. The bus trips are always a blast. Uh, and this one's not very long. So um, try to uh, try to make it happen if you can. Uh, and they also, the other sort of big news about the match is that Calla Williams and uh, former loon Jamie Watson will be commentating on the uh, open cup match uh, with uh, that's per uh, Cal Williams Twitter account. So um, super cool that we're going to get uh, Cal and Jamie Watson back in the booth together again. Memories. <clears throat> and then uh, the last little bit of open cup news. Uh, I don't know if you guys, we, we highlighted this match last week. The was it Michigan stars FC and Detroit city. Yes. FC playing for the first time ever. Uh, well, Detroit City FC ended up winning that game three to one. Um, 
and immediately after the game, there was a a, a Twitter uh, I don't know rant is not the right word admonishment from the Michigan Stars coach about the Detroit City uh, supporter groups, um, saying that uh, the smoke but they were sabotaged vis-a-vis oh. the smoke, darkness, and smell of the uh, Detroit City uh, uh, SG <laughs> lighting up flares after Detroit City scored their first goal. And they immediately scored another goal like five minutes later. Um, funny enough, like you watch the video of the second goal and it's clear as day. Like there's no, no. There's no smoke whatsoever. Um, it's just, it's, it, it's kind of awesome. There's already... <laughs> Uh, already places making shirts. I, I believe Olive in York, which is like a, a, they do soccer stuff. They're making um, a smoke, darkness, and smell T-shirt, and they're donating <laughs> all of the proceeds to the Detroit City SGs uh, oh, smoke budget so they can buy more smoke. So nice. it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it, it just reeks of just being really poor losers. So um, the Open Cup, man, you that's you don't get the shit anywhere else. So except at the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, all right, finally, once a loom before we take our break. Uh, MJ, who you got? Four years ago today, Minnesota United signed our left winger that was going to be our left winger to end all left wingers. He was going to be better than Miguel Ibarra, better than <laughs> shoehorning, you know, someone else over on the left that should be playing right. I could like have a, told them. Like a Molino. Yes, happy Alexi Gomez Day to all who celebrate. <laughs> That's great. Happy Alexi Gomez Day. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk Minneapolis City, some Gopher Soccer, Aurora, and uh, the Crapids coming up on Saturday. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both. All right, and we're back. Everybody's got beverages. Uh, smoke them if you had them. And we let's jump them. in <laughs> with the uh, Minneapolis City players. They signed several players this past week. I'm only going to mention two. Goalkeeper Martin Sanchez, or Martin Sanchez, from Northern Illinois University. They Northern Illinois are the Mid-American Conference champions uh twice over they won regular season and the playoff last year so he was their number one so i expect him to compete for uh with troy luagi for either that npsl or usl league two spot and then they also picked up defender eli lloyd a very recent uh 2021 grad of benilde st margaret grew up in st louis park he is a former Minnesota United United youth player. Uh, last I read about him was in 2020 when the Loons had a preseason game at, at Union Omaha, and he subbed in with one Patrick Wea in around the 70th, 71st minute. Um, so, yeah, they pick up uh, Eloy Lloyd, both pretty impressive pickups. Um, looking forward to seeing them play, whether that's MPSL or USL League 2 for the Crows. Sounds good. And then we have a little bit more about the Blue Plate restaurant partnership, which we, we mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast. Yeah, they, they teased it without really saying any details. I still don't know if eventually we'll get like a buck off a beer or some sort of appetizer discount or something. But for right now, what it is, you take a picture 
while you're at one of the restaurants in Minneapolis City Gear, and then they, you will get entered to win some free Minneapolis City merch, which I think is a pretty cool idea. So all the Blue Plate restaurants, that includes Three Squares, the Freehouse, Lowry, uh, Longfellow Grill, Highland Grill, Roland Tap, and the Adina Grill. Nice. I am often either at the Longfellow Grill or the Highland or that Grove and Tap. So I'm off to make sure to wear some Minneapolis City gear to when I have my mimosas. David, I love the Grove and Tap, and I'm I don't mind the Longfellow Grill. If you go there for a happy hour or something, let me know. Will do. Will do. Uh, all right, uh, Gophers women uh, had some soccer this weekend. MJ, you were there, right? I was there. They had three. 45 minute friendlies. So just one period, no two halves, no three periods sort of thing. The first game was NDSU versus University of St. Thomas. I kind of think this was planned, the, meaning the Gophers games were then pushed an hour by our original schedule uh, due to what's going to be coming up in your next segment. But uh, anyway, the first game, NDSU versus St. Thomas. St. Thomas won 2 nothing. Despite U.S. St. Thomas getting two really good goals, one by pure chaos in front of the net, NDSU had some really great one-touch passes through the midfield, and then, like the Loons, really struggled in that final attacking third to kind of complete some things. But I really liked what I saw from their progression from playing out at the back through their midfield. They are going to be good. Um, so all three of these teams are, are good for our region. I. I was really excited to see all of them. Next, NDSU played the Gophers. Gophers won three nothing. Um, my favorite play from this whole game, even though like the Gophers scored three goals, was when Izzy Brown split two D, and then as the D that was on the one side trying to get back at her and get back at the ball, she shoulder bumps her to the ground to continue dribbling, and then passes the ball back across the net and it just hits the post like she's dribbling right shooting left she has the goalkeeper beat and it just the stupid post got in the way but yeah that was my favorite play from that game and then finally the u.s or sorry the university of st thomas plays uh the gophers and gophers won one nil uh really great goal coming from I forget her last name, but it's Sophia, I think it's Romine, new, new, new player, like freshman, dribbling up the, the left-hand side and then slashing back in on the diagonal. Great cross. Somebody on the right heads it over to Izzy Brown and Izzy Brown finishes. So best goal of the day. The only bad news is uh, bangers only uh, Kenna Beisman uh, ends up with a broken hand and had to be uh, helped mm. off the field. Um, and so luckily one soccer is a sport played with your feet, not your hands. And two, uh, the big 10 schedule doesn't start till August. So. Yep. She's got some time to recover. So we, we wish all the best to begin to buy some. And then this Saturday, the 16th of April, uh, 2 PM Gophers are playing Iowa state cyclones, uh, also for free. So if you didn't get a chance to check out, uh, the Robbie uh, last weekend because you were maybe at the Minnesota Aurora kit reveal or are busy. Um, you have a chance this upcoming weekend. So definitely encourage you to do it. <clears throat> Speaking of the Aurora kit reveal, 
Yeah, so Minnesota Aurora had their uh, big kit reveal on Saturday at the Mall of America. Uh, there was a couple of drag queens, uh, which was awesome. Um, uh, and it was uh, from I was not able to attend, unfortunately, um, due to Ragnar soccer and, and some other um, volunteer commitments. I was unable to make it out there. I heard it was a great time. Uh, lots of people. Um, they sold out of their uh, of the replica kits they brought to the mall. Um, the uh, but they they also revealed them on their Twitter uh, at, at Men Aurora um, on Twitter. They have some some actual some cool pictures of players in the kit. They also dropped some stuff of like sort of like streetwear kind of things with just random. Um, well, not all, necessarily random, um, but like you know just regular people in the kit, so you can kind of see how it looks. This kits look on a regular person with a you know not you know chiseled body type <clears throat> uh but they they revealed a home kit uh an away kit uh and a keeper kit um they all look great the keeper kit is what they call flash red which is it looks kind of orangey but also has like more probably more more reddish tints uh the home kit which is like kind of like the northern lights and an away kit which is kind of has a like constellation uh-esque uh motif to it which are all very cool um the home kit was super awesome uh, the hundred, so the authentic kit with a with a name and number on the back is a hundred dollars. The replica is eighty dollars, uh, and it's something they considered. The authentic kit is basically just the replica kit, but they they actually um, sew or um, put the the actual patch on over what the replica kit patch. So it's like it, it's uh, and they get you get the name and the number on it. But you could buy a replica kit. It's more or less the exact same kit that they'll be wearing on the pitch uh, for matches uh, this this coming May. They have them in men's, women's, and youth sizes. Um, so if you're interested, <clears throat> checking them out, uh, mnaurora.com. Uh, and then you can click on the shop uh, link there. And that takes you to all of the uh, Minnesota Aurora uh, merch that they have, which includes T-shirts, uh, beanies. They have a sticker package. They have... Um, onesies for for kids so if you have a niece or nephew or son or daughter in your life that you want to get a kit for uh or a onesie um it's all right there did you guys get a chance to see the the kits at all yes and shout out to cassidy sepnieski who designed these she also designed some forward madison kits right and yeah great great designer uh, what i really like about the goalkeeper kit is the flash red which does to me looks like a dark orange but whatever brings out the same color in the badge mm -hmm. and it's not often when you have goalkeeper kits that need to look very distinct from the other kits on the team for keeper rules the goalkeeper has special powers it's not often that they match the badge they they often right. i don't want to say clash but you know are not coordinated but this was really a cool concept coordinate that color with the badge cool all right um yeah minnesota aurora well i know they also just signed some players too I, I forgot to put down in our notes who they signed but they have been signing players left and right as well so um they're gonna be i think they're gonna be fun i think they're gonna be a really good team they're you know the players that they're signing are are division one top tier talent um so they definitely can compete in the league that they're in so should be fun uh basically a six-week sprint their their season is not very long so um, wow. Six six games in about a month and a half. So uh or six home games, 12 games total in about a month and a half. So um that should be a fun one out in Egan. All right, uh let's jump into the upcoming match uh, against the Crapids this Saturday at 7 p.m. 
Uh, the Crappens had our number all of last year. We lost all three matches to them, um, one at home and two on the road. Uh, Minnesota is favored in this match. Um, they're a plus really? 110. Yeah. <clears throat> they're at home. And Colorado has not been super great this year so far. Um, Minnesota is plus 110. Colorado plus 220. Uh, a draw is plus 250. Uh, who do we need to be looking out for um, in Colorado? Uh, MJ, any... Any names jump out to you? Well, one, they're the head coach is Frazier. And listen, I don't care how many mummy movies you star in, you're just not going to impress me that much. Okay, Shania. Yeah. Robin <laughs> Frazier. Yeah. Robin Frazier, not Brendan Frazier. But, oh, uh, oh. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Shania Twain that don't impress me much. Come on, fellas. No, I know. I got it. I just, oh. I did well, not appreciate. The you just didn't like about, it about I the mummy. It. Yeah, fine, um, fine. Moving along. Yeah, yeah the, the Shania so, the Shania reference was way better than the mummy reference. I think we can all agree about that. It definitely was for sure. Uh, Colorado is currently sitting in ninth place, uh, one place ahead of Minnesota, who is also who's in tenth place. They have the same record, but mm-hmm. uh, Colorado has more goals scored. Um, they're all they're both at uh, a zero goal differential, but they're both on eight points right now. So. Um, this is not the team from last year. They do have some really good attacking players in uh, Michael Berrios and Diego Rubio. Um, Rubio just joined the team this past year. He can Man. score some goals. In fact, he has, I believe, uh, half of their goals so far. So I think he has three, three or four goals so far this year, uh, including a goal last week against FC Dallas down in Texas. So um, it, this is a, a well-rounded team. They don't have any superstars. Right. They don't have it's not Seattle. They don't they're not paying people under the table to uh, fill out their roster. Um, but they have a lot of players who play really well together. Is there anybody else, MJ, that I'm that I that you want to highlight? Uh, Mark, Mark Anthony K is both. Uh, how we how we say that, a pretty smart attacking player and also a yellow card nightmare. Uh, Canadian international Mark Anthony K. Yeah, Canadian international. In fact, he is on his best day what I expect out of Will Trapp. And, you know, on on his worst day, you know, a, a bigger uh, red card liability than Ozzy yeah. Alonso. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Watch, watch out for him is, is my point. We want to watch out when he has the ball. And then if we're dribbling at him, we got to watch <laughs> out because he's going to take some cheap shots. Was he the one who got the red card uh, in the game against us at the in October, where we then but allowed he three got goals? Got a red card against like Costa Rica or? No, I'm, I'm saying against Minnesota United last year oh, in that game in October. He got the red card. I, yeah. Oh yeah, we lost to them down a man, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other so the other two players I like to highlight: uh, Jonathan Lewis, uh, who has been coming out as a, sort of a super sub for them. Um, that dude scored two amazing goals against us. I still remember from the MLS's back uh, uh, tournament. Um, he can he can hit the ball from from a ways out. And then uh, Lalas Abubakar uh, is our. Um, That's who I was gonna say. Absolutely, right I remember okay. that name. Do you want to talk about him, Jess, at all? No, I just knew I was just gonna mention him because I I recognize the name. I remember him being. Um, I don't know, shutting us down last year. Named named for Alexi Lawless, as a matter of fact. 
his first That's name. So awesome. And and not because of the dreads, but because they thought he played like him. Yeah. The badass defender. <laughs> Wait, he was renamed uh, after he could walk. No. Okay. It, That's it, what I thought. Uh, and then finally, the other, uh, William Yarborough is the goalkeeper. He's kind of hit or miss with them. Um, he played for Club Leon down in Mexico for several, several years. So, um, with Miguel, with Miguel Ibarra, actually. Yeah. As a matter of fact, although, you know, obviously Miguel, William Yarborough, the, the goalkeeper blonde, he definitely, he should be on, you should be keeping an eye out for him for hot or not. Um, sometimes I always do. He's kind of he's kind of hit or miss. So I mean, goalies get a lot of camera time. Let's be honest. So <laughs> well, this will be a home be... game. This will be a home game, so you should be able to see him in person. I'll get hopefully. a lot of FaceTime. Yes, you will. Um, Danny Wilson. Like... Danny Wilson got the red card last year. Oh, uh, okay. Who? Yeah, I don't remember yeah. him. Acosta. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I know there are a lot of different Acosta players. It's common surname but i feel like most of them are very good i can't remember if this acosta is off the top of my head he's Iron a designated costa? player yeah yeah um he's all right he's not he's no he's no cal acosta that's that's for sure oh okay um, well not all acostas are created equal that is true that is true <laughs> uh so Colorado plays in a 3-4-3. So um, expects Minnesota to get run over the midfield again. Um, Great. Looking forward to it. Especially through Mark Anthony Kay. He's kind of the linchpin of, of the four in that 3-4-3. As I mentioned at the top, uh, we've lost three straight to Colorado, including that devastating match where we gave up three goals up a man. My <laughs> big question here for, for Minnesota is, do we sit right now? So, um, you know, what – what does Heath roll out? Does he roll out the four, two, three, one? Um, MJ, you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think we need to roll out a four, five, one. What? Basically just a four, two, three, one. But I'm hoping maybe that the attacking three midfielders will inherently understand their defensive importance if he, Heath calls it a four, five, one. Meaning when they're coming at us, we should have nine people back defending you know, Amaria is the only one allowed to kind of cherry pick, float above the ball. Everyone else should be behind the ball and behind players. You know? Yeah. And Reynoso so, was definitely, Reynoso was definitely not tracking back most of the game against Austin. Yeah. I mean, and Lou doesn't either. And, you know, uh, Ragapane does not. So this is something that our attacking four, I don't expect all four of the attacking four to come back, but three out of the four kind of need to, that's just good football defense. I don't understand. I guess I don't understand why they are, they can't or are unwilling to. Um, and we'll talk about the, the Zellberg Derby briefly in a, in a minute here, but that game you see uh, Gabriel Jesus tracking back and, and playing defense. You see Mo, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, at the top of the box, uh, playing defense, um, you know, uh, tracking back as, you know, on breaks and things to, to, to disrupt play. If those, if some of those guys who are, who are you know, some of the best uh, uh, offensive players in the world are willing to run back on defense, fucking Fragapane and uh, Bibolo should definitely, 
be willing to track back and play some defense, right? It's not like it's not like it's Minnesota United playing fucking Liverpool and they're just gonna get you know uh, curb stomped or something. It's fucking Austin. <laughs> it's Colorado. Like these guys should be able to, to track back and play some defense, at least at the top of the box. You don't have to go all the way. You don't have to go all the way to the end line. Just at least play, get back to the top of the box, um, to the 18, and play some fucking defense. Yeah. And don't make Boxel, like, do backflips any more than we make Dane do backflips, I say. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice if Dane had a, a just a relatively easy night in goal, but I don't expect that to happen, um, especially with, you know, the, the type of players that Colorado has. They've scored eight goals. They've conceded eight goals so far this year, but um, you know Minnesota's only scored five and also conceded five, but very inopportune ones. So, any other thoughts on uh, the matchup with Colorado? Ways we should play them, things we should do, things you want to see. I would say the only thing I don't want to see is what we did against Seattle or Austin. Anything, anything else. I'm the synchronized swimming routine. I don't fucking care. Anything else. Show me different. Show me you have another trick up your sleeve, Mr. Fucking Inchy. Adrian, I beg you, anything else. All right, Jess. uh, Let's start with you. Who do you you got in this game? Okay. So this is my last... um, Sweet summer child optimistic forecast. If we lose this match at home against motherfucking crapids, my forecasts are going to get a lot more depressing. So I'm begging, pleading with fate and uh, these stars above us that we will win Minnesota United 2, crapids 1. I, I feel this is still reasonably possible. The odds say so. Like, bring it. Let's do that. Or else, I don't know. Maybe maybe we lose the rest of the season. I don't know. Let's let's do something different. Uh, MJ, what do you got? We were tied in eighth place with Austin going into our last match. After the win, Austin has jumped up to fourth place. And we are in ninth. We are mm-hmm. now tied... In ninth place with Colorado. We're, we're, ten, we're in tenth place, bud. There's not there's not ties. Discounting goal differential and things like like Colorado. You know, major points. Colorado is ahead of us on goals scored. Goals which scored. The, we have we have this same which matter in the fucking playoffs, bud. We are in tenth place. There are no ties. We're in tenth place. Anyway, we are tied on points with Colorado. Fair enough. Okay. Going into this match. You fucking pedant. Um, so I'm just, I'm just be saying, fucking accurate. Be fucking accurate. <laughs> yeah, because we don't ever speak in broad generalizations. Use the table standings as motivation last week. What are we going to do this week? We're we're lower on the table. We have a chance to improve ourselves greatly over someone else who's also very close to us in the table. I say we draw one one. Uh, Colorado wins two to two to nothing. All right, let's move on. Just laying uh, that smack right down and moving on, you dirty you bastard. 
I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust Adrian Heath. I don't trust this team. They have not, they can't score until they, until they can show me that they can put up a crooked number. This team is, yeah, whatever. You, you really like number? Brendan Fraser. I really like Brendan Fraser. The Mummy was an excellent film. But he, have yeah, you seen Encino Enzi- Man? Not have so you seen much. Encino Man? Oh God, shut uh, yeah, up! Encino I have. Man's awesome. Encino Man's <laughs> awesome. Holly Shore is a disgrace. He's horrible. Uh, Josh is piping up that Encino Man was indeed awesome, and I thank, still like. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Uh, all right, <laughs> from the couch. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's wrap this up with some world soccer stuff. Zellberg Derby took place on Sunday, uh, finished in a 2-2 draw. (laughs) Almost a mirror image of the last Zellberg Derby, which also ended in a 2-2 draw with Man City um, going up early uh, in the fifth minute. uh, Liverpool equalizing uh, via Diego Jota. Uh, The... City goes up again to to, to make it 2-1 right before halftime. Uh, Liverpool comes out literally 50 seconds after halftime kicks off with a, a beautiful Sade Omane goal to tie it 2-2. Uh, and that's how the game ends in Manchester. Um, both these teams are still separated by one point at the top of the EPL table. And they play again this weekend in the FA Cup semifinal down in uh, down in Wembley. So, um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Uh Ann and I watched this game together. We didn't have the kids. We went to the, went to the Blackheart and hung out and watched. And uh, our friend Nate Pence was there and uh, Corey Shreppel from the 55-1 podcast and a bunch of other Liverpool fans. So it was, it was a fun uh, a fun hang. Uh, stressful, obviously, because, you know, this uh, these teams really, like, I don't, they don't hate each other. They really like each other. Um, I think Pep and Klopp especially really like each other. Yeah, and uh and uh, I mean, if you if you want to write some really crazy fanfic about Pep and Klopp, I'm, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of meat on that bone uh, for for lack of a better metaphor. So, um, anyways, post game interviews apparently they were epic. They were. There was a big. They had a big hug uh, at at the end of the game as soon as the final whistle blew. The problem with the game coming up uh, on Saturday at nine thirty, which again I'll I'll be at the Black Art for sure for this one, is that the game has to end with somebody winning. Um, so they'll, it's, it's a semifinal for the FA cup, they'll play extra time and then they'll, they'll go to pens if, uh, if they are still tied. So pens. these teams are, are really, really close. They're, they're pretty much the exact same team. I mean, you gotta think that man city is still the favorites for the title now, just because they have a much easier run in, but, um, city has dropped points to lesser teams, uh, this year and Liverpool have not. So we shall see. You shall see. If you want to come hang out with me and watch me just pace around the Blackheart, um, I'll be there at 9.30 on Saturday. So, I'm sure Wes will film it for us. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, UEFA Champions League. Uh, second leg of quarterfinals takes place this week, Tuesday, uh, 2 p.m. We have Bayern uh, hosting Villarreal. Villarreal with a stunning 1-0 victory uh, last week in, um, in Spain. Uh, so they go in with an advantage, and Bayern Munich, however, is really good. Uh, that game is on Paramount+. Plus. Um, Real Madrid, also at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, hosts Chelsea. They had a, a 3-1 beatdown of Chelsea last week as well. So Real Madrid looking pretty good to get through to the next round. Uh, that game is on Paramount+, Plus and apparently uh, over the air on Univision, and probably CBS, I would imagine. There are at least one game on CBS every every 
for these uh, knockout rounds. I didn't see any games listed on CBS this week, which is unfortunate. But yeah, and they might that might change because they've they've been, that might change. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I would imagine one of these games on both Tuesday and Wednesday will be on CBS. Um, it was, last week it was the Real Madrid Chelsea game, uh, and then on Wednesday, Atletico Madrid uh, is down nothing, one to nothing to Man City. They are going to host Man City uh, again in uh, in Madrid. And Liverpool hosts Benfica. Uh, Liverpool is up three to one in that one as well. So that should pretty much be a dead rubber. Um, but Man City, you know, has has some has some work to do. Uh, Madrid looked really good in uh, in Manchester last week, and so if they can uh, they can pip a goal or two against Man City, um, they could knock them out. Uh, the winner of the Bayern Munich Villarreal match will face the winner of the Liverpool Benfica one, and then Real Madrid Chelsea winner plays Atletico Madrid. Man City uh, winners in the semifinals of the uh, Champions League in uh, at the like at the end of the month, I think actually. So, how many goals does Lewandowski get at Allianz? Probably three. <laughs> Probably gets a hat trick. <clears throat> yeah. uh, all right, and then uh, Concacaf Champions League second legs of those are happening. Of the semifinals are happening this week as well. Uh, Wednesday, NYCFC it takes on Seattle Sounders. Uh, Sounders lead that tie three to one. These the champions, the UEFA Champions League does not have away goals. So, but the CONCACAF Champions League does have away goals, which makes everything really confusing for everybody. Um, so that's the I don't MLS even know side what of the that means. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not worried. Uh, so the MLS side of the bra- of the bracket, Seattle Sounders have a pretty commanding lead. Um, on the uh, Liga MX side, Cruz Azul uh, is hosting Pumas. They are down one two to one. Uh, that game will be on FS1, Teyudean, Uimas. Uh, and basically, it's, we're going to have a CONCACAF Champions League MLS versus Liga at Mekis, uh final. So um, any thoughts on either of those two matches, MJ? On the Liga MX one, the Cruz Azul and Pumas, for those that don't know, are two of the teams based in Mexico City. The, the third really big one is uh, Club America, and I wish not to talk about them at all. What I like about Cruz Azul and Pumas is they're both very leftish clubs. Uh, Cruz Azul being the blue collar manufacturer base of uh, Mexico City and Pumas being a more uh, academic uh, coming out of the university there. But uh, so I like both of these teams. Um, I'm more of a Cruz Azul fan. I hope they can come back since they're playing at home. But uh, basically, my two favorite Mex- Mexican teams, um, not the Mexican national team, and definitely not Club, Club America, and definitely not Chivas Guadalajara. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Club America. All right. Uh, like fi- a good club. <laughs> they are not. Uh, finally, the U.S. women's national team plays Uzbekistan this, after- this evening at, I believe, 6 p.m. Um, I believe that game is on probably FS1, I would imagine. It's uh, on ESPN. Oh, it's ESPN. Okay. Fubo Park in Chester, Pennsylvania, and you can live stream it on Fubo. Excellent. There you go. Uh, they beat uh, US Women National Team beat Uzbekistan on Sunday. I think, yeah, they played on Sunday, like seven to one. It was the first goal scored. Nine to one. Nine to one. It was the first goal scored against uh, the US Women's National Team in the United States in something like 30 some matches or something, some insane number. I think it was all of 2021 
plus all of 2022 is the first goal that has been scored against the U.S. Women's National Team on American soil in quite some Weird. time. So, yeah. Uzbekistan uh, doing what Canada cannot. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that will wrap us up for this week of the podcast. Uh, please rate and review uh, wherever you get the podcast. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dave's I Know. Uh, you can find us at TDIKMN on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. And Jess is at Jessica 1440839 or two. Uh, thanks to uh, Jess's brother, Josh, for joining us for the very brief moment that he did. Um, he waves from the couch. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we have been the Daves I know. This is the Daves I know. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We, we, do it. Uh, we do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, we can't do nothing Got King.